tonight. Two episodes in a, in a short time here. Last week we did uh, quarterbacks, and now here Monday we got your tight ends preview. Another important positions in fantasy football. Uh, welcome to the Fig Cave Fantasy Football Podcast. And here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios, uh, myself, the hot take kid, Phil Gentile, sitting across from Greg Angel. What's up, Greg? How are you this evening? I'm excellent. Excellent. I'm ready to talk both of our favorite positions, tight ends. We enjoy tight ends. Oh, I do love tight ends. I love all kinds <laughs> of ends. Um, this is a similar position to quarterback as far as, you know, only needing one on your team, but it's right. going to be harder to find a good one. That's for sure. We have our rankings here set, and some guys on this list are not guys that I'm super confident in, in here. So as far as draft strategy, we talked about quarterbacks, how you can kind of wait. There's a ton of guys. I'll start here, and you can kind of just echo what you think. I think you have to get one of the top three guys here i mean kelsey is a number one is a first round draft pick for me i would take him as early as the fifth or sixth pick of the first round i just feel like he brings he's in the best offense in the league he's the centerpiece of that offense as far as uh pass catchers uh for patrick mahomes and even without him he he performed when when mahomes was hurt here and there i just think he's head and shoulders above anybody else you can draft and in most of those you know quarterbacks have question marks there i mean sorry running backs after the you know the third or fourth pick there's a bunch of question yeah. running back question marks so you're probably gonna take a receiver might as well take a receiver who plays a position there are not many good ones of right right greg yeah and you know what travis kelsey doesn't have a q next to his name too often either so that makes you feel awesome you know there's a history of good performance in a great offense with a great quarterback everything so he's one of the most bankable assets in fantasy football and you know you started the show by saying you know quarterbacks very deep we talked about strategies tight ends it is probably the least deep position in all of fantasy football there just aren't elite ones i was doing my list and you asked me to do a top 12 and by the time i got to four i was like eh, i'll write them in whatever order i feel like because <laughs> They don't, it's, it's one looks like the other looks like the other, you know, they're good. There's some guys that have, that are ultra talented that have crappy quarterbacks. And that's what makes Travis Kelsey the ultimate package. So just, I would agree with you. I don't know if I go five or six, but definitely nine or 10. So I'm just looking at numbers on ESPN's website. I won't say the names, but five through six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, you have uh golf, Matt Ryan, Fitzpatrick, Jalen Hurts. I don't know who the quarterback is for Denver, Bridgewater. Uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers, but then Tua. You know, you, you, you know, that's, that's, that's five through 12 there of the guys. You know, none of them have all pro quarterbacks. You know, it's, it's weird yeah. that um, it's just not a position that, like, the top teams really focus on, I guess, besides, besides the Chiefs. So uh, I guess that what we're saying here as far as draft strategy – I like Waller a lot as the number two, and I like Kittle, who even though he's banged up a lot, he has that Q by his name, like you, like you said there. And I, yeah. I dealt with that last year. But those three guys, if you don't get one, I think you wait until the double-digit rounds of your draft. And like you said last week on the quarterback show, grab a couple of them. Grab a, grab a Higby and an Ingram. I mean, we've seen a lot of these guys flash before. We've seen Hunter Henry do some good stuff. Now he's with a new team. Got a bunch of question marks, and it's just a lot of different guys that I don't want to 
invest too much draft capital in because it's a onesie position where you only need one tight end and you have 30, yeah. 32 teams, so that's 32 tight ends. Some of these teams have two tight ends. I mean, you could, you, you're could going to tell me that um, Gronk and um, – well, I forget the guy's name. O.J. Howard, o. J. Howard Cameron Bray. Yeah, O.J. Howard couldn't be a top 12 with, with that offense if, if Gronk doesn't play much, if, you know, if O.J. Howard finally stays healthy. I mean, he's as talented as any of these guys, and he's not even in the top 25 on ESPN. So – I have a couple deep sleepers I want to get into, um, but that's I think the draft strategy is you know there's some guys there and and at the top, but the, there's just a lot of question marks from there on out. So so throw some darts, really. If you pick Travis Kelsey, do not pick another tight end. Do not. You will not play them. You will not play a tight end in your flex position unless you decide to go crazy and go double tight ends, you know, and take Waller too, but. Do not pick a backup for Travis Kelsey. You're not playing him. I don't care what the matchup is. I don't care if Travis Kelsey is playing the best tight end defense in the league. Play him. So, um, and like you said, double up later if you have to. And I, I've done this, you know, in my my past years of, you know, not even on purpose, but you know, if you if you get a quarterback, if you get Kelsey in the first round and a Josh Allen in the second or third round. Number one, you don't draft backups for either of those guys. Number two, you spend the next eight, nine rounds running back receiver, running back receiver, running back receiver just nonstop. I mean, there's worse strategies there. I mean, you're going to have a lot of guys. You'll probably end up dropping and you know shuffling back and forth. But you're going to right. hit. You're going to hit on some guys there with that. I mean, it's you. You might not have a number one. You might not have a top five running back, but you're going to have three top fifteen running backs. You know, if you if you do it right. Yeah. Um, so there's worse strategies you can go into because you now we talked about it. People love drafting quarterbacks early. Now, if you draft a tight end early, I mean, like we're asking you to, it's, it's asking a lot. So, um, let's give you some names yeah. that we think could, could come out of here. Let's just go back and forth with some names and these can be anywhere ranging. You know, I don't care if they're top 12 or, or what, just give me a name that you want to kind of focus on and we'll kind of break it down. So, um, let's go with. Two. Uh, let me get, let me give you two guys at the same time, and they're both in the same situation because they're both their number one wide receiver on their team, but they're not wide receivers. They're the number one receiver on their team. TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. They're both on teams that don't have stellar wide receivers. Nobody that's established themselves. Uh, the Lions are devoid of wide receivers. Basically, they have a couple guys. They picked a guy out of USC who they think might be good, but number one focus on their team. So they're going to get the best cover guy on them at all times. They're the focus of the passing game. Where do you see, what, what do you, do you value the number of targets they're going to get? Or do you worry about the amount of attention they're going to get and try to be eliminated every week? How do you see those guys? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I don't know which one I would rather. I can't even name one Lions receiver at all. I mean, they don't have Marvin Jones anymore. I know that. They don't have – they obviously got rid of Galladay. Right. Uh, they have to throw it to somebody. I mean, Hawkinson is, is always, I feel like, on that, like, is he going to play? Is he not going to play thing? Um, but he's a great – He had a very good year last year. He was yeah. the number five overall tight end. And to me, the I, I kind of like – you know, like I said, I was guessing, and everybody puts Kittle third. The only reason I think Hawkinson could be if he stays healthy is that they just throw him nine, ten targets a game. And Kittle's on a team where they want to run all the time. 
Like if my if Shanahan could run every play of every game, he would, because he just loves to play that way. So that's the only risk I see with a guy like Kittle and the screens that he used to get. They have Brandon Ayuk and they have Debo Samuel, your boy, out of South Carolina, mm-hmm. both like running back play. So I have a feeling Hawkinson's going to get more targets than you. That he's just going to be a target monster, and I. I like him a lot. I think he's top four at, at this point this year. Yeah, four guys had 100 or more targets at the uh, tight end position. Kelsey had 145 targets. Waller 146. And it drops down considerably. Logan Thomas, who I really like, with 109 and 101. I love him. 101 for Hawkinson. The number five tight end, Robert Tanya, had 59 targets but he had those 11 touchdowns. That's a guy I had last year that I would not want this year. I just don't feel like that. Those Agree numbers, completely. Those numbers are uh, you know, replaceable. Like Those tight ends are going to go to somebody else. Maybe his catches and, and, and yards go up. Maybe he gets 60 and 700, but he gets four touchdowns. That's going to drop him down probably 12th or 13th best and, and pretty quickly. Those touchdowns, those six points per touchdown mean a lot. Hawkinson's a good name. I mean, I, that that surprised me. 101, I mean, that's a lot of targets. I mean, even if you just get that. They threw the ball a lot more. They threw a ball a lot more last year than I think they will this year. I think their head coach is a run-first guy, and they just drafted Payne Sewell, so they're thinking big, and – they're going to wear out some running backs. Um, they're just going to run. They're going to be behind. But the only way they're going to win games is to shorten them. And Hawkinson's going to throw those. You know, Jared Goff is going to. He's got, Jared Goff's going to be like, uh, who else do I have out here? Uh, Hawkinson. Uh, more Hawkinson. More Hawkinson. So there's just going to be a ton of targets for him. So if he, we're not going to say this the whole podcast because you could do it for every player. But if he stays healthy, which is what we're assuming with every one of these guys, and we know somebody's going to get injured. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a target monster. All right. I got one here. And this is a guy you can literally wait till the, probably the 14th round of your draft and get, this is Adam Troutman, the tight end for, Oh, I love him from New Orleans. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback there, but I know if it's, um, Jameis Winston, he's going to throw the ball a ton, and I know if it's the uh, the other dude that I can't remember what's wrong with me tonight. I don't Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, he's going to throw a lot of dump yep. offs and little short. I mean, he's not going to throw his, his. He doesn't have the arm strength. He's going to do some dump offs. But Troutman is a guy. He's twenty four. He's built like a brick shit house. He uh, is just going to be a guy where they don't have any receivers either. I mean, Michael Thomas is out probably the first maybe half of the season. Greg. Uh, I At least, yeah. There's a bunch of guys behind him that have never done anything. I've waited for the Traquan Smith breakout. He's never done it, even even with Michael Thomas hurt last all last season. If with a Hall of Fame quarterback, it didn't happen. So you're going to tell me that this is going to happen now? No. Uh, Kamara is going to be the number one target in the passing game, probably. Yeah. And then Troutman, yeah. will, Troutman will be number two. Now, whether he gets five targets or nine targets, I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, he's a guy. Literally, it's not going to take much. It's going to, and it's going to take a week or two to really see how much he's evolved. And then, you, then you cut him. I mean, but thirteenth or fourteenth round, when people are taking their second defense, and you can possibly yeah. get your your starting tight end. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a, you know a gamble to go that late. But all these guys, like we said, at this position are a gamble. So, and this is where um, I'm certainly not to level some people, but. I love the NFL draft more than anything. Like it's, I almost like 
am happy when the season's over because it's draft season. Uh, you know, you want your team to win the Super Bowl first. But um, he was picked out of Dayton, and the, the Saints traded up to get him. I think, if I'm guessing, like they they took their last pick in the draft in like the third or fourth round. And they have a history with tight ends. I remember vividly sitting in the Ravens stadium. It was like a Saints game was towards the end of the year. They just kept throwing to this 80, 80 in the red zone. It turned out to be Jimmy Graham. Last year, Jared Cook was their number two targeted receiver. Uh, probably number three behind Thomas and Kamara. So they have a history of going to the tight end. When you follow a coach's history and he's used to tight picking people and i'll mention a guy right after this that i don't trust um then you follow that position you they drafted him specifically they went out of their way to get him and they have a history troutman is a guy i love too i agree with you 100 percent. okay you got another name for me i got one here if you don't so i i do um same principle as troutman went out and picked him it was their first pick in the draft because the khalil mack is cole Komet. Out of Chicago, Jimmy Graham is was actually Jimmy Graham was the number ten overall tight end last year. Wow, really? Amazingly, yeah, amazingly. Gronk was number eight. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um, so, Chicago should be at some point. Justin Fields is starting, and I think they're going to be a seven and nine team at best, or seven and ten. Sorry, got to add one more this year. Um, I think they're going to be a middling team. And eventually, he'll be in there. And I think they're looking towards the future. Jimmy Graham is going to be asked to take a back seat. Um, they're going to feature Komet. He has more vertical speed. Uh, I watched the, the preseason game. Um, I think he'll be a big contributor maybe later in the season. Be patient early. If you want to pick him up a couple weeks in, you know, just because you have somebody you like, this would be a great – Travis Kelsey, Cole Komet, Travis Kelsey, Adam Troutman type guy if you really want to pick a second tight end. So that's the guy I saw. I can't believe Jared Cook is still – I was like, well, who's the who's the starting tight end for the Chargers? And I look it up, it's Jared Cook who's still playing. He's in my top 12. He's wow. in my top 12 because really? they're going to throw. They are going to throw they're gonna They throw. always throw to tight ends a lot. I mean, they threw you – know, obviously, when the Gates – Antonio Gates days – um, it's going to be a red zone guy for yeah, them too. Yeah, but he'll he'll have some weak. Keenan Allen's gets, getting doubled. Gets like you know, three Nothing. three catches for fifteen yards or something. That's the only Nothing. thing. Yeah. That's his whole. That's his whole career. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> like you're like, oh, Jared Cook's going to be great this year. But I, when you look at the total points of these guys, it's like you know, I'll take Jared Cook on on a whim on a throw in first team. I have a deep name here, so it kind of goes along with my other one. But I've always been a fan of Gerald Everett. He played with the Rams for a while and just kind of got, you know, pushed out by Ty, uh, Tyrell Higby, Tyler Higby. Yeah, he's yeah. now he's now in Seattle, and they right they have tried for so long to find a tight end there. I mean, they've they've had guys that they've thrown the ball to that have you know gotten hurt. I remember one year that you know, I was picking up the third string tight end for the Seahawks, and he tore his ACL, and you know. But I Will think, Disley? Yeah, Will Disley. Yep. Yeah. A couple other guys. I forget their names. Um mm-hmm. he is a guy who's you know, he's a six four, two hundred and fifty pound dude that runs, you know, way faster than he really should, you know, at his size. Um 
I think he could be with with Russell Wilson and that new offense. I mean, I've read so much about this new offense in Seattle, how it's going to be up tempo, and you know the guys have to be conditioned. They're going to really be kind of firing on all cylinders. I think it's a there's worse names you can pick up, and and a, a guy that again you can probably not even draft him. You can probably pick him up on game day if somebody gets hurt before the you know the one o'clock game start or something or. You know, just keep your keep your eye on him. So I just want to see how much he's involved. Obviously, they have two big name receivers there in Seattle, oh, but yeah. they're, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So you know, we'll see. I I thought that might be a good sleeper name too. I just looked on, by chance on our lads, and he is currently third on their depth chart. Really? Who's number one? Updated as the sixteenth, my boy Will Disley. Wow. Some dude I've never some dude I've never heard of, Colby Parkinson. So the, the thing I could see, though, based on that is Everett, I have it. I don't know this to be a fact, but based on his athletic traits and everything, he might be more of a split, like, slot guy yeah. and not an inline blocker. So that might be why he's down on that. One other guy kind of down the list, and he just lost. Kyle Rudolph just left Minnesota is Irv Smith. He was a little highly touted out of Alabama a couple years ago. Um they're a run first team and love to run, but in the red zone, he could be a good target, good target person. Again, a late, late guy that you can pick up. Man, I was always waiting for that Kyle Rudolph breakout. Never happened. <laughs> he's a great football player, but he's a terrible fantasy football yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, he just was. Never he's a blocking involved. first tight end. Yeah, I had Irv Smith on my list. I feel like he was a guy down the stretch really got more involved in the offense. Um, I mean, they another team that has two really good receivers. So, um, yeah, we will see what happens there. But um, I, I, I can't think of any bus guys. I mean, I, I've never been a huge fan of Mark Andrews here in Baltimore. I mean, he has some really good games, but then he has some. He just on, on a per game basis, he he looks nice. Right. But there's going to be some weeks he's going. He's on a run down. first offense. Yep. So yeah. uh, that's a trouble. The guys, the guys, the situations I would avoid. So all season, I thought I made the smartest move in our dynasty league. I picked up Dallas Goddard because Zach Ertz was gone, gone. And now mock drafts, you see this, he's fallen, fallen, fallen. But like Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz aren't worth picking up either of them because you don't know who's going to get the target share at this point. And then they try, I think they tried to replicate Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Well, not completely because you don't want that full situation, but they picked up Hunter Henry and John o. Smith in New England, but neither of them, I think, are Hunter Henry's already hurt. I think he has a history of injuries, um, but it, it's going to be hard to identify who's going to be the lead one. I would bet on Hunter Henry because he's a better blocker, but who knows with those guys? It's just yeah. like if this if this was four, if this was 4 years ago and and Brady was the quarterback i would say both of those guys need to be drafted because they've we've yeah. seen them use that two tight end set before with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez and now even if they would have signed just one of those guys i don't think Cam Newton is going to get yeah. in the ball consistently and i don't know if Mac Mac is going to get in there um another name i was just looking out here if if those Aaron Rodgers rumors were true and we saw him go to Denver Noah Fant for me would be a top 5 tight end he you've yeah. you've had him before he's a great talent i think he's just wasted there in Denver because you you have no one that can get the ball to him but he's a guy if things break right maybe after this season he goes somewhere else i i don't know i i think he's a super talented tight end i just think it 
it, maybe if maybe if Drew Locke turns it on, is a guy who we didn't even yeah. talk talk about in our quarterback preview is Drew Locke. That's how little I think about that yeah. dude. But uh, no offense, a special f- football player with just a bad quarterback. So we all know the phrase "butterface." Yeah. Uh, this is these he's a but his quarterback <laughs> type of player. You know, you look at talented wide receivers, but their quarterback isn't that good. He's a he was at with Hawkinson. He was drafted in the first round. Like they both were at Iowa, drafted in the first round. Two tight ends from the same team. Tight ends in the first round is hard anyway. But super, super uber talented, but his quarterback. Um, yeah, he would have shot way up the boards if Aaron Rodgers is there. I think the next guy we definitely need to talk about, Phil. And I've actually got another sleeper, but um, I think we can't not can't ignore uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, probably the most talked about um, tight end prospect, and he's not really a tight end, but classified as that. I would take him because of potential. I would take him sixth overall. Uh, he's number six on my board because they drafted him at four and let Julio go for a reason. They're going to feature the heck out of that guy. Um, so I only have him below Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, Waller, and Kelsey. I think he's one of those guys where it, we've seen Noah Fant. We both agree that Robert Tynan's going to fall. Mike Gesicki's a good player, but he's not going to be the feature point of the whole offense. I think he will be the number two wide receiver on that team, and they're going to be losing a good bit. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think he's. Awesome. He's going to be special for sure, and he's in an offense that's going to put up a lot of points. It's always going to be throwing. Uh, I think he's a guy that if I don't get Kelsey, if I don't get Waller, I'm targeting him and maybe going a little bit early, I think maybe fourth or fifth round. You have to because a lot of people know him. A lot of people know him. I think you can get him in like the sixth because people are busy loading up on running backs, especially the people that went two wide receivers, but – yeah, I think, you know, you're a guy who's not a big Andrews fan. You're probably picking Kyle Pitts before Mark Andrews. Oh, 100%. Yeah, if I if I were to make my list right now, he's probably my fourth my fourth tight end for sure just because of the upside. Uh, I just think, they're like you said, they're going to use him just like a receiver, you know? Yeah, let's get one, one more guy that um, I think could pop because Jenny Smith is gone. Uh, Corey Davis is gone. They lost a lot of targets. Uh, Anthony... I'm going to say his name wrong. Ferkser. He's kind of a, yeah, he's kind of an athletic tight end for for uh, Tennessee. Uh, he caught a couple of ball. He would be the second guy, but he's super athletic guy. There's a reason they let Jonas Smith go. It's him. Um, again, we mentioned at the beginning, these guys that, that when we put our list together, it was a few guys and then throw them in a hat and guess. So if you have a strong feeling about it, just go for it. Just get two of those guys you think might be good. Yeah, Ferkser is 26 years old. He's you know pretty relatively young. I'm just looking up his game log here because I remember just like him stealing touchdowns. But only had one touchdown last year. That's surprising. I feel like he did more than that. We'll see. Johnny Smith only got like five because when you're at the five-yard line, you're going to give it to Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, you know, or fake it to Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill gets the walk in the end zone yeah so a lot of these guys are you're going to get the, this 30 40 catches 500 yards and, yeah. it's, and it's it's going to be hard one of these guys we're talking about greg or one or two of them is going to have a big darren waller type of year 
and the rest sure. are, the rest are just going to have these not terrible years, but as far as tight ends, they're they're going to be ten of them all with the same kind of stat line. So it's really getting one of those top big names or finding a needle in the haystack here. And I wouldn't, you know, two, two I'm three, three is too many, but I mean, I think you got to grab two tight ends. I really do. Yep. Two tight ends consecutively or, you know, in nearby rounds. I think one of the things that fantasy football players, one of the rules I want to bring up is people get worried about finding the guy that's going to explode. You will win more weeks by having how many ever players on your roster with 15 to 20 points then you will, you're going to lose a lot of weeks because you pick that guy who has zero. So look for guys who have consistent roles in the offense um, and, you know, make sure I, I personally, if I'm not getting Kelsey or Waller, I'm probably not taking a, a tight end till the 10th round. Maybe. Uh, I'm probably taking a quarterback before that. Cause by then quarterbacks will have gone enough cause everybody wants one, but I'll take, I'll take Adam Troutman and, you know, uh, Logan Thomas, who we both love, um, late, and I'll be fine. I mean, you, you talked about him at the very start of the show. I think there might not be a safer option than, than Gronk if you want 15 points, honestly. I mean, he's not going to score every week, but he's going to be involved. I mean, obviously Brady loves him. He gets you yeah. five, five catches for 50 or something and in a touchdown okay, Howard. every week. OJ Howard injured his knee before the year. He's the most talented one. Everybody in Baltimore wanted him on the team at the time. He hasn't done anything yet. Um, but then you got Cameron Bray. I, I'm scared of everybody on the Bucks. Everybody. Because they're going to be like one week, it's Mike Evans week. Godwin wasn't really playing as much last year. I'm scared of everybody on the Bucks. So, yeah, Gronk could be. I would play more in daily fantasy than I would. Real fan. I just, he, but he was number eight last year. He must have scored a lot more touchdowns than I realized because it seemed like at the beginning of the year he did nothing. Yeah. No, we, I was worried about these guys too last year, but I mean, you saw Mike Evans have 13 touchdowns. I mean, he, his yards went down a little bit, still had 70 catches. But now, like you said, that's probably because Godwin was hurt. But, you know, yeah. they had a couple guys hurt on this team, and that's going to happen. You know, that's probably going to happen again this year to somebody. Maybe it happens to Mike Evans and Goblin goes off. So, And then um, they got Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller and, oh, my God, it's embarrassing. Have the number, the number three option on this Buccaneers team than the number one option for the Lions? Oh, well, I don't want anybody from the Lions. Yeah. I mean, I you just, might as well, except Hawkinson. Swift seems like he's going to get beat up to me too. But, like, I, I know what you're saying. You want to be on an offense that's performing. Tampa will be winning a lot of games. They'll get games where they run the ball. I mean, their running back situation is, we talked about that earlier, that's awful to manage. So, um, yes, over the Lions, yes, for sure. But, like, I'd rather have the number one wide receiver on the Jaguars, who we don't know who it is yet, than I would the third option on Tampa, personally. Yeah, with a new quarterback. Yeah, I think you're right. If they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, I would say no no freaking way. But um... Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff is a different story. Yes, I would rather have, and you just have to be right that week. Like it's, you shouldn't kick yourself for starting Godwin and Evans scores a touchdown and Gronk scores a touchdown and Fournette scores a touchdown and Godwin has two catches. Godwin could have a week where he catches two balls for forty yards. You know, like all those guys are tough, tough to manage. 
Yeah. So I'm just looking over the list here. I mean, we've touched on a lot of the guys that I wanted to talk about. There's really not any that are undraftable to me or like, I mean, besides Tanyan, who's the only guy I would think is a, a surefire not, not to repeat last season kind of bust guy. Yeah. I don't really know I, who, I, who else to put put in that category, really, because. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I think, I think guess, maybe guess Logan, it, Logan Tell Thomas. me the number. Sorry, go ahead. Tell me the number 11 finisher last year. Just take a guess. Uh, Mike Kosicki. Hayden Hurst. Wow. Number 11. Now, I, I still think he'll be involved in the offense, but there's no possible way. He's number 11 this year. I think he's a good player. Not a first-round draft pick. Came out of a terrible college. Um, but um, I think there's no way he finishes top 11. I like Logan Thomas for the simple fact. Uh, here's another thing I like to follow. Follow the contract. They just signed up Logan Thomas to a three-year deal, $30 million. They're going to get him the ball. They like him. They want him involved. He's happy. You know, we're like an Allen Robinson. When we do wide receivers, we'll talk about him. They franchised him. He's been awesome. Does he hold that against them? So like Logan Thomas to me. And I think if Tua hits... Then Gasicki hits big. So, what you also have to look at, and you know, we're going to reference our league. We do a league together with a bunch of buddies. Uh, we had a team in our league have the fourth and the sixth ranked tight ends. He had Hawkinson and Andrews. In that situation, yeah. and this is a dynasty league, so it's a little bit different. But you, you got to trade one of those guys because even if you have a, a super flex spot. You're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna want to put one of those guys. You're not gonna want to start both of those guys every week, unless you had a Kelsey and a Waller, right? I mean, Hawkinson and right. Andrews. They, they maybe they both finish top five, top six, but you're gonna get much better upside from putting a, another running back or receiver in there. So you have to look at. I always go on to this. We we usually use Yahoo, so you can go into under players and basically sort all players under the tight end. So that'll pull up. You know the fantasy points for every tight end, no matter if they're a free agent or on a team, and you can say, "Oh, yeah. oh, damn! I got the number four and the number twelve guy. I'm doing pretty good." Or you know, in this situation, he had the number four and the number six tight end. You got to make a move there. I mean, this is a team that did pretty well, notwithstanding full disclosure. You know, they still did pretty well in our league, but that's just wasted points on your bench. Go get, go get a package him with your quarterback and trade from a home. You know. Put an offer in for somebody, you know. You never know what someone's going to want because tight ends are hard to come by. So if you at the time you had T.J. Hawkinson, who's young on, on getting a ton of targets, and you can keep Mark Andrews and and flip him for basically a quarterback, I would I would do that in a second. You're mentioning something I kind of want to talk to you about, and maybe we can expound on it on a different episode too. But have you ever been a part of a league where people like to trade? I can't convince. I feel like people are so scared to trade because they feel like they're going to get something taken over on them. Like that it's, Oh, one. And then, and then you got the guy in the league who's like, I'll trade you, um, uh, Tua for Patrick Mahomes and Julio Jones. Uh, sure. I'll do that. Like, why do you even bother me? Like, stop it. Um, but like, have you ever been a part of a league where people aggressively trade? In a fantasy baseball league, yeah. For some reason in fantasy football, people are so attached to their players. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's they're just more familiar with them. Like yeah. I don't know the guy I pick up a guy from the, the Brewers left fielder, I'll trade you know, I don't care, I don't have any attachment to him. 
But, you know, some of these names, we've played fantasy football, right? We see them on Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. They're yeah. know, well-known players. We think we have a team. And, and really, in our, our league, I, I miss the playoffs. I'm just fill, pulling it up here. I should have had this pulled up here. But well, Real quick, what place did I finish last year? Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to – there we go. This was 2020. <laughs> you were first place? Oh, for – is there something higher than that? Or, oh, that's no, first that's is the highest, best. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Just want the listeners to know in case they're deciding who to listen to the most. But here, here, you you were eight and five in the regular season. There was a seven and six, a six and seven, and I was five and eight, missed the playoffs. So I'm basically a win away from the playoffs, and a, a guy who was six and seven, basically a losing yeah. record, makes the playoffs. I mean, that's not, that's not, balanced league. Yeah, it's not super common, but I mean, God, uh, two wins, and I'm I'm like neck and that, neck with you uh, to, for first or second and, for the bye. So, and that gets me back to a principle of make sure you don't get a zero. Yeah. Don't you know that guy? I, and that people love to watch the wave of wire. Grab that guy who had that awesome week. Think to yourself: Is that guy now a staple of the offense, or is that an aberration? Right. People love to grab that guy, and when people grab a player off waivers, it's another thing. They immediately start him. No question. Grab him off waivers. I'm starting him. You do the opposite. You're scared, so you're. I want to see it two weeks in a row. I want to see it two weeks. Right, right. But a lot of fantasy football players make that mistake. Oh my gosh, he had a great week last week. Well, guess what? He accidentally, you know, they like the the. Defensive end fell down on a touchdown run they had for 40 yards. It's the longest run he's ever had in his career. Like, don't let last week be a rule for next week. Like, sometimes there's trends. Make sure you see it for a number of weeks in a row, like you said. Or DJ, so. you know, DJ Shark has a good week for uh, the Jaguars, and they play the Patriots the next week. What do you think, Bill? Bill Belichick's gonna? Okay, we need. There's not much talent on this team. Let's shut down this guy. Number one. You know, it's like uh, teams. teams Is there a harder thing? Is there a harder thing to do than sit down a guy like DeAndre Hopkins against the Patriots? I mean, like it's impossible to do it because they just they do it every time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there used to be some cornerbacks that you knew you had to to bench guys against. I don't know if there's even it's even like that anymore. I mean, is there? I mean, Xavier Howard was like that for a little bit for Miami. I mean, who was who was the guy that? would always shut everybody down. I'm trying to think. He pl- oh, Patrick uh, Patrick Peterson. You, you knew when you had somebody play him in the height of his – I was thinking more Revis to me. Oh, Revis, Revis for two, three years, you couldn't play people <laughs> against Revis. You didn't care how good they were. Yep. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's kind of that way. Um, and then actually a guy who – you know, a rookie that started Carolina. It's at Carolina now. He might he might be really good pretty soon. Uh, came out of South Carolina. I'm forgetting his name. His dad was Joe Horn's son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, J.C. Horn. There you go. Yeah. But, like, you have to look at their cornerbacks and their play, like their defensive setups and everything. Um, another thing, like, let's we're not going to do an episode on kickers, so don't ask about it. Because that would be the shortest episode ever. But one thing I would, I always lean to is get a guy who's an indoor kicker. Get a guy who kicks in a dome at least half the season, right? Like the Saints kicker, who Will Lutz is out now, but like get an indoor kicking kicker. If you're deciding, if you pick a kicker 
earlier than the 16th round, the last round, you're, I think you're crazy. But um, indoor kicker. Or a kicker who is like in a division, I'm trying to pull it up now, that has a couple teams in – you know, in their division that's inside. Like, obviously, the NFC East is not good. You get a bunch of outdoor teams and bad weather. Uh, you get down yeah. to, like, the Bucks, the Falcons, the Saints are indoors. Um, I know the Falcons are have that roof on their on their, on their their thing, so. Yeah, on caught their, a stadium. On their thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a long night. Um, t- and Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, tight end is going to be one of those things where – you're going to you're going to play the matchups. We're going to know uh week after week kind of okay, this guy that's it's the number one position where you can just pick up a guy. There's going to be a ton of tight ends on your waiver wire. And it doesn't have to be a guy who had a good week the week before. I would just play the matchups. Like Yahoo will tell you like, you know, the Texans are the 30th ranked team against tight ends. They're terrible. They can't stop tight ends. Like, okay. So, if I'm torn between two guys I want to play, uh, I'm going to pick up whoever's playing them. It's pretty. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I and but again, at the same point, make sure they're a week to week fixture. Um, don't get a zero yeah. if you're tight end. If you tight end points total points, we talked. We talked about quarterbacks. Quarterback top score four hundred five. Kelsey two hundred seven. But the twelfth ranked uh, tight ends only ninety points the whole season. 90 so and the difference between them and number and number three is 124 so that's 34 more points so like they're not going to score you a lot of points so don't be surprised if you get single digit points be happy with nine to ten points a week from your tight end if you don't go kelsey or waller yeah i'm I'm usually happy if i get 10 i mean if 15 means they probably scored a touchdown yeah it's it's a tough position i feel like there was a resurgence for tight ends for a while there, and now it's – I don't know what happened. It's more important in real football than it is in fantasy football. I just – yeah, I think they there's so many athletes now at the receiver position they are really asking the tight ends to be more of a, you know, blocking on, you know, 30 40% of the, of the routes. So, you know, you need a guy that can do both. So you need these bigger guys, and they're not always the most athletic. So – yeah, we'll talk wide receivers real soon. I'm sure that's the next one we'll dive into. That is the deepest position in fantasy football, but you have to be able to identify who are the number ones. There's only a few guys who are every week the number one wide receiver on their team. Yeah, the, those those uh, the receiver and the running back episodes are going to be pretty long, but we'll maybe get you guys to give us some questions for those as well because it's those are that's how you win or lose your league is, is drafting those two positions. There's just because you're starting so many of them, those guys tend to get hurt a little bit more, especially the running backs. And most teams are using multiple of those guys. You know, there's not, especially at receiver. I mean, you have at least two or three, some teams, four receivers that, that are getting the ball consistently. So, um, tight ends, like we said, it's, it's a crapshoot, you know, Get a good one or wait and grab two uh, later on in the draft. If you guys have any questions for us, we're available on social media. Twitter is probably the best place. I am I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter. Greg is Greg Angel 3 And uh, we will help you with your draft prepped, prep as much as we can. Uh, we appreciate the downloads. We're going to be more frequently here. Uh, last week we had the quarterback preview. This week 
the tight end preview, and I think later this week we'll try to squeeze in either running backs or receivers. So uh, then we'll do some mock drafts. We'll get some questions from you guys. We're going to start a league up here and all in the next week or two. So uh, what do you think about the preseason here with three weeks? Would you start some of your guys in that third game now that I think there's two weeks before the preseason ends and then the regular season starts? Are you still resting all your guys that week three game, or, or do you play some of them? I think it, it all depends on your team, of course. Um, new players, team chemistry, all that stuff. Uh, these guys are professionals. We've seen college football. They come out, and they play pretty well the first week. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Like, Lamar Jackson shouldn't see the field. Um, you know, especially if you're going to play. Like, let's say you got your left guard out. And he's a little banged up, and you're definitely not going to play him. So why would you play Lamar behind a guy you wouldn't normally start anyway? Yeah. Um, definitely rookies have to see as much action as they can, get up to speed, and then leave it for the guys who's going to be the 53rd man on the roster to earn it, earn their time out there. But no, I would start as little time as possible. All right. So for Greg Angel, this is the Hot Take Kid, Phil Gentile. Good luck with your drafts. We'll be here next week for our wide receiver or running back position preview. We'll uh, we'll keep you guys guessing which one we do. All right. Sounds good. See you guys.